Warning, this podcast has adult content, foul language, alcohol use, and sexual content, not suitable for children. This is the Tales of a Small Town Bartender podcast for entertainment purposes only. Never attempt reenactments. This is the Tales of a Small Town Bartender podcast, and I'm your host, Tony, and tonight we have a special guest, Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hi, everybody. Boy, do and I Mich- small town. <laughs> the small town, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we have people from all over the world sending in stuff, so it's, you know, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what small town it is, um, as long as you're a bartender. Pretty much, or even we even have people sending in stuff that um, you know patrons of the bar sending stuff in. So okay, doesn't doesn't even have to be a bartender story, just a bar story. I have bar stories because as a bartender, you know, in order to get the clientele, you have to go out and about. Mm-hmm. So, you absolutely do. So anyway, so, you go ahead. So tell everybody how long you bartended. Okay, I'm 60 years old right now. I just turned 60. I started bartending five months before I turned 18. And the owner- Before? No, I was 18. I wasn't 18 because back then the law was 18. But I had fake ID, they had sheriff's cards back then. And I finagled my way to get a sheriff's card and started bartending while I was still in high school. (laughs) But it worked when when we had a birthday party for me turning 18. He was a bit surprised. I bet. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to be asking you a few questions. And then you can tell little stories with the questions if you have any. And then, you know, the last one is uh, if you have any crazy stories. So uh, the first question is, who is the most interesting or crazy person you've met while bartending? While bartending? Or while while at the bar, I should say. While at a bar. Okay. I worked at a few different bars in the Hudson Valley. At this time, I was working when the Wyndham opened up. I was working at the lobby bar. And I met Deep Purple. They had rented out the chance. And Richie Blackmore came down. And he was hanging out. And he wanted to go to another bar. At that time, Brady's Public House was open. So I took him over there. Well, he is a psychic, and little oh, did I know. Go ahead. No, I said, oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. We we had some cocktails, and we're sitting at the table, and he said, I want you to write down something on this napkin, and don't let me look at it. So I wrote down a nickname I used to call my mother, and I crumpled it up, and he lit it on fire, so he never saw what I wrote down. Well, he looked at me, and he looked at me, and he goes. It's something about your mother. And I'm, now I'm, I'm dumbfounded because it was my nickname for my mother. He goes, it's, 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 a, it's Mary, Mary, Mary Eda. Because I used to call my mom Mary Eda because she would, you know, make breakfast for me, do my laundry, etc. At 18 years old, 19 years old, that's what we did when we lived home. Anyway, mm. he freaked me out. Yeah, I bet. Those are probably the most two famous people. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) 
but there's um so what's the worst thing you've ever seen happen while you were at a at the bar or restaurant or wherever all right so at the bar it's sal's place it's located in highland new york and now as i said after i think maybe 2004 it went full catering restaurant so it wasn't as as much as a bar bar right. but anyway somebody anybody that would choke in the bar I would get too nervous. So I'd run in the back and grab Sal. And he'd come out. I had two people choke. I had one guy have a heart attack. Well, oh, wow. everybody took the sign that's supposed to be, you know, that if somebody's choking sign that's supposed to be up in all restaurants, mm -hmm. they put it in the kitchen because I would run to the kitchen. And th oh. that, was, that was all on them there. Like, yeah, Michelle don't know how to handle anything like that. Other <laughs> were different, you know, fights when you were younger and stuff like that. But to yeah. be a bartender, you got to understand there's always going to be drama. Now, oh, yeah. Bartender, my husband, actually, my ex-husband, owned the bar up the road. So we had some different kinds of conflicts. Okay. So this was, you know, they say dive bars. Yes, was, that's where I work. <laughs> yeah, I know where you work. And... <laughs> You guys actually, when we all got OTB, which is another whole ball game in itself, yeah. Um, the, the bar was called the Sports Pub. So you had your bookie at the end of the bar that would take your bets. And I would go in there. The bar never closed. There's one guy that we used to just give him, get, let him write down how much he drank, give him his dollars for the jukebox, and we would lock him in. And the next oh, one, you would find him asleep under the pool table. Or under the foosball table. I mean, he was always honest about what he drank. And he always <laughs> paid up. Because we were, you know, Matt was actually one of the people. He was an, the owner. And he would go in and he'd clean in the morning. Well, he brought my son. Now, my son back then was five. And his friend, and we were going to go to a Mets baseball game. And they're making their, you know, signs for the Mets game and stuff. All of a sudden, my son... Calls his friend Tyler over. Tyler, Tyler, you got to look at this. Well, so there he was asleep. And he was very trustworthy. And that's just like a whole another part of a life story. But I wanted to start out with small towns. You say small towns, you say drama. Mm -hmm. Drama go from one spot, as you know, to another spot before you even get there. Yes. <laughs> It's amazing how that happens. Even even from your from your side of the river, Ipsy, and from my side of the river, Highland. Like, yeah. I mean, I I just I can't fathom the fact. I took you know what I did when I was at the Wyndham. The Chippendales were there, and no. they called me. There, not you're gonna lose me again. They called no. me. They called me. Down at down at the bar, they wanted to go to another bar. Can you take us to a bar? And these are like three the Chippendale dancers. Yes, and this is we're going back. <laughs> like we're in 1984, maybe now 1985. Jeez. I wasn't even old enough to watch Chippendale dancers dancers yeah. back then. <laughs> Most of them are gay. I have heard that. I know I could care less what they were. Looking at them was enough for me. So I three <laughs> of them in my car, and we went to Noah's Ark. And if I didn't look like the queen coming in with these hot guys, anyway, I got backstage passes and was backstage with them. 
at the chance. And as they're ironing their clothes and deciding, you know, what they're going to do, what song they were going to come out to. And it was, that was so long ago. I had my sister-in-law with me, but that is as far as like famous can go. You there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm here. So, well, that was, that question was the worst thing that ever happened while you were working. No, that we were, we were still on people I met. But the worst thing that ever happened while I was working was the guy that had the heart attack and I didn't know what to do. Right. And I ran and grabbed Sal. And as I'm calling 911 or trying to, I'm out in the middle of the street waiting for an ambulance. Well, little do people know when you call 911, it goes up to Kingston and then it comes back down to Highland where the ambulance is, which is maybe a half a mile up the hill to come down oh. and this guy's having a heart attack and Sal's trying to help him and where's Michelle out in the middle of the street street screaming help help oh, uh, God. Uh, that you want to talk about a panic attack that was a panic attack oh I bet wow okay so what's the weirdest most random thing that you've ever seen happen what's the weirdest most random thing all right I'm going to tell you the story about the guy with no arms. Oh, okay. How do you drink a beer with no arms? Now, well, listen to this. Across the street from Sal's, there's step one. Now, this is when we were at a restaurant. This guy, this guy came in with no arms. Now, it's a Friday, and it's probably about 11.30. So, by noontime, I'm jamming. I'm jamming busy. And here comes this guy with no arms. And I'm thinking, well... What am I going to do? So he asked for a mug of beer. Now, you're not, not allowed to serve anybody just because he doesn't have any arms. Right. You know, you can't just right. not serve somebody. You have to have... How, question. How does he give you money? He took his feet into his hot pocket and he pulled out $2 bills and put them on the bar. Now, oh, do, wow. I want, do I want to touch that money? Now, this is what's going through my mind. No, I don't so want to... Barefoot? So he's barefoot? He had flip-flops on. Oh, wow. So he flip-flop out, and he had the money in his top pocket, and somehow, you know, people can bend that way. Yeah. And so Not me. I, not me. <laughs> not, not me either. But, <laughs> and now, as I'm going to the register, I'm thinking, how am I going to give him this 50 cents? What am I going to do? Holy shit, what do I do about this? So I went over, I rung up the dollar fifty. went over, and I go, what do you want me to do with the change? He goes, put it on the bar. So I put it on the bar, ran in the back. So I got to get rid of this guy. It's lunchtime. He goes, Michelle, you <laughs> just can't get rid of him. It's against the law. He goes, yeah. you, you've got to figure it out. Well, he went to the bathroom. Now I'm thinking, holy Lord. He went to the bathroom. How is he going to the bathroom? Oh, my God. How does he do that? <laughs> I don't know how he went to the bathroom. But all I'm thinking is I got to touch the money that touched the feet. Oh. I, I I couldn't handle it. There's well, no way he can unzip his pants with his feet. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even I don't even know if he was really going to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what he was doing. Honestly, how does he dress himself? Like that's crazy. He had two kids too. Oh wow. Well, anyway, come to find out, along with here, let me see if I find you there. You can you still hear me? Yes, yes. Okay. Along with that, Sal said, you, you got to find a way to get rid of this guy. I said, okay, all right. 
Well, to go orders started coming in, and I I did it all there. I did the, the we had well, you know, OTB, you know how that goes. Yeah. Yep. We didn't have that yet. That wasn't that time of of the century yet. But we did have draw, <laughs> and we had we did a lot of food, a lot of to go lunches. Well, the librarian came in and he asked her for a dollar. You know, do you have a dollar I could borrow? I go, that's it. There's nobody in here that bums money from anybody. You got to leave. So I found a way to throw them out. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm really good friends with Tig on WPDH. Mm-hmm. About two days later, I heard him tell a story about this guy going down the street with no arms. <laughs> so naturally, I called the radio station. He was at the bar and I didn't know what to do. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, we <laughs> laughed. It was, you know, you, you're not laughing at him. Right, not, right. But you're laughing at the fact that, first of all... That it's a, a weird, random thing. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. But I handled it. You know why? To be a bartender. Yeah, I do. You have to be social. You have to know how to handle the situation. And you have to apply the situation really fast. Now... Where where you work, I know Jen, and I know Jen because Jen's children and my my son that you just spoke to real briefly. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, I don't know where you are on my phone, but anyway, oh. we've all grown up together. The kids all grew up together, right. so I would go over to Giorgio's. Now this is when OTB came in the picture. You remember mm-hmm. when OTB came in the picture? Yes, I do. Yep, and we have. Your OTB regularly. And then you have the people that don't know how to use the machines. Well, yeah. I had names for all the regulars. You got the leaner. You got the guy that knows the jockey. He thinks he's friends with that jockey. Come on, John, whip it, whip it. Get it going, get it going, get it up there. And mm. come to find out that wasn't really good for the restaurant business because they're very loud. They are. And when you're serving dinners, you don't need all that yeah yeah we i do uh paint classes at Giorgio's, and they do the same thing they start yelling at the tv and stuff and the ladies are always looking like oh wow but then one week i was there doing it and one of the guy one of the regular guys the lady asked well how do you do that how do you bet and blah 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 and he showed her how to do it and she was making bets and she stayed after the class was over to bet horses so once they win a little bit well, and, yeah. and you know when the Triple Crown is, you've got yeah. people that you never saw before that's just coming in because they don't want to go to OTB, yeah. but they don't well, have to the well, there is There is no OTB in Dutchess County anymore. I know. When I, I came back up we last are it. the last time I was there was a year ago, April. And, well, back to the OTB and to the Triple Crown, I had one of my friends that was an avid gambler. He would stay next to the machine and I would I would pour him his shots. He liked Black House. And he would teach the people, anybody, he would sit right next to the machine and he'd teach the people what to do. So then you keep them coming in, keep them coming in. Yeah, we have a couple of people that, that teach people, like George does it too if he's there. Yeah, George is oh. always good. I When I met him, I loved him. I really, <laughs> he was, Everybody he was, loves him. I know, I know. Same as Sal. Exactly the same as Sal. Yeah. And he started his business in New Year's Eve from 1979 to 1980. I started to uh-huh. work for him 
Yeah, let me find you. In February of 1980, not graduated <laughs> high school yet. And he, wow. did not, he did not know that, as I said before. But yeah, he's crazy. He's still in business. He's still in business. His catering is going great. And the bar is doing good. And the dinners are great. And the food is excellent. But back to reality, hometown bars. <laughs> yeah. So what's the most amount of money you've seen one person spend all right doesn't Ending. have to be on on drinks or anything like, like right. total bill or whatever or betting or okay you know, whatever. let's start off with the betting i had the one guy that he was he was an avid gambler before i got out of work i used to sal would change my schedule to when tommy went to school so at this point i was getting out of work at three and if you remember, uh, Quick Draw used to give a break yep. from 3 to 4 o'clock. Yep. Before, before 3 o'clock, he lost $15,000. Oh, my God. And that's before, you, this is before you can go, okay, 10 times and just put the ticket in. Yeah. I had OTB, I had, uh, excuse me, Quick Draw arm from putting it in, putting it in, putting it oh, in. Oh, I bet. And then... At that time, there wasn't too many people drinking. They were eating. And he's like, I'll buy everybody a round of chili. Uh, and he tipped me. If he won, he would tip me whatever. If he had a $230 ticket, he would tip me that. But there was one year, one of our very, very good friends, he would always have his Christmas party. And, you know, you don't, as a bartender, I don't call it flirting with. I call it socializing with. If you talk yeah. to somebody and they're spending money, you're doing your job. You're making them feel welcome. Mm -hmm. Well, my friend Jimmy was having one of his Christmas parties and he pays for everything. Well, this dude liked me and every time Jimmy would buy, you know, everything, everything was going. This guy spent, he, he walked into Sal's, he had $1,200 on him. He went home, he had no money on him. Oh. He, he called up the next day, he says, I think I got robbed. I don't have any money, and I lost $1,200. He goes, nope, you didn't lose it, because I had $1,200 $100 bills in my register. So he was trying to outdo the person that was going to, is having the party, and would have bought him drinks anyway. Oh, jeez. I don't were, know. Those were fun times. Those were fun times. <laughs> That's a lot, though. I mean, losing all that money in quick draw? Holy crap. I can't even well, imagine. Well, I thought of was that could be a trip to Hawaii. Right? That could be a cruise. Paul. Yeah, that could be so many things. How could you? Because he was just, he was waiting for that one hit. You know, when you're putting the cards in and he bet three numbers, $10, one time, and just keep on putting it in and putting it in. My arm hurt me so bad. Sal had a bartender, and I had to just stay at the machine for him. 15. I had a guy lose eight hundred dollars in the in the ticket machine, the the scratch off machine, in ten minutes. Whoa, <laughs> that you is know, crazy. We started off with the scratch off machines, but I didn't like the 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 scratchy stuff on the bar. Yeah, I, no, I hated that. I, we still have it, so we still get it. Yeah, well. We bought a whole roll of tickets once to see how much would you really win? How much do they get? Yeah. How much do we get? Well, I'll we tell had you people what. do that too. Yeah, the, the profit margin is not on our side. 
No, it's not. Definitely not. But nope. we, we took out the machine because I got really tired of all of the scratch off yuck getting in between the bars. And I go, please just get it out of here. You know, if they want to, they want to gamble. They got quick draw. We, we had, remember when they went from, they just had the daily number. Then they had daytime daily and nighttime daily. Mm-hmm. Coming up, giving you 10 different numbers, 50, 50, this, that, that, 50, 50, that. And they're taking up your time. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the phone for to-go orders and there's people that want to drink and eat at the bar. Yeah. But, that's as far as gambling goes. When they came out with OTB, they just, you had the leaner that thought because he let, he was leaning that this horse was going to go further. No, that's not going to happen, leaner. I used to name people at the bar and that was their names. That was, <laughs> and Johnny Deuces, there's one guy, Johnny Deuces, he was in uh, assistant living and he had his walker with his American flag and he only got paid once a month. And I am not responsible to know what kind of medication he's on. Right. I didn't know he was in assisted living. Well, I named him Johnny Deuces. We'll keep his real name since he's passed away off. Yeah. But Johnny Deuces ended up running a tab. Johnny Deuces tab was, I said, Sal, you got to cut him off. It's like 800 bucks. I said, I don't think he makes 800 bucks in a month. He hmm. Oh, but Salvatore, I come to you with my hand on my ass. Please, just 100 more dollars on the tab. I promise to pay you. Well, guess what? That was one of those things that never came back. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. I know that happens. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to run tabs. But yeah. you have regulars. But then when they start looking, well, can I have... Back then, $5 for cigarettes. So when cigarette machines were in bars. Yeah. I, I know. I, I'm not giving you money for cigarettes on your tab. No. Well, you got, you got your tip jar there. It's got a lot of money in it. Mm. But, yo, dude, that's my tip jar. That's got yeah. nothing to do with you. Exactly. That's, that's grocery tip. shopping. Exactly. Yep. I know. Mm. I realized you know, when I found out that when we talked about small towns and I said Hudson Valley and you said, wait a second. And then actually we had a connection. But we, we at Sal's, okay, birthday parties. I had a birthday calendar. And everybody's birthday that were regulars, I'd write on the calendar. So I knew when to get a cake and you tell everybody it's so-and-so's birthday, you know, and then you get your bar busy. Because, yep. you know... And they, they finally, you know, they figure it out after a while. Well, was <laughs> one guy, RJW. Oh, Michelle's got a little buzz after work. Comes out with the birthday cake. Happy birthday. Then blew out the candles. Took out the candles. I went to smash the cake in his face. Well, guess what? The cake didn't smash. It had the hard chocolate on it. Uh-huh. I, got, I got pissed off. I put down the cake. I walked out the door. There was a butcher shop. And they sold whipped cream. And I grabbed the two biggest cans of whipped cream I could find. And my boss told me I came in like John Wayne. I whipped creamed everybody in the whole bar. Oh, my God. (laughs) There was one gentleman that was playing. Do you remember when they used to have the sit-down video games where you could sit down and play the video games? Yeah. Like the the touch screen ones? 
the mega touch. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yep. I, I whipped creamed him, and then he cleaned off his glasses, so I whipped creamed him again. <laughs> I turned around and looked, and Sal was going in the back room, and I knew exactly what he was going to do. He came in with the hose. Oh no. I ran the bathroom and I locked the door. He was hosing everybody down with the hose. Oh we, my God. He goes, and you, young lady, will come in to work two hours early to clean up this mess. Oh my oh. God. Nobody could believe I did it, but nobody could believe he did it either. But those were fun times, you know, those are memories that you're not going to ever forget. Yeah. All right. So here's another question Have you ever dated a customer or a coworker? No, but my <laughs> but <laughs> but my ex-husband, who was I wasn't even acquainted with him. He owned the bar up the road. He would came down. He had a few cocktails. Asked me out on a date, and I have a I have a big rule of thumb: no boyfriends in the bar, mm-hmm. no husbands in the bar. You're there to make money, to make the bar money, and to have fun. You cannot. Have fun. And like I said, it's not flirting. It's socializing. Well, I met him there. Anyway, ended up marrying him. And ended up, I would go up on the weekends and I would open up his bar for him. And to his bar, oh my God, the squirrel. I've got to tell you the squirrel story. It was a Sunday morning. It was probably like 8 o'clock in the morning. And this one gentleman, can you still hear me? Yeah. This one gentleman worked night shift uh, at, what is that plant called? Oh, oh, I can't think of it. It's, it's, you don't want. The power plant? The power plant? It's it's not a power plant. It's like where if anything happened, everything would blow up. Indian Point? Yes, Indian Point. So this guy comes in and he'd come in every Sunday and he'd order First, I, hey, after work, you want a Glenn Levitt straight up, you go right ahead. It's okay by me. He mm. went to the bathroom, and I heard, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, what the hell is that? He came out, and he was all scratched up. I go, what? He goes, there's a squirrel in the bathroom. It just attacked me. I said, <laughs> what? I said, we got to get you to the hospital. You, you uh, We got to get the squirrel. We got to get you to the hospital. You got to get a tetanus shot. We, we got to do something. Now I go into full panic mode because I'm not really good at stuff like this. <laughs> Matt was outside doing the bottles. This is when you had to start saving your bottles and they would pick it up. Yeah. So out sorting the bottles. I said, Matt, get in here. There's a squirrel in the bar. Well, him and his friend went into the men's room with a baseball bat. Now I hear crash, crash, crash. Oh, they didn't my get, God. They didn't get the squirrel. They didn't get the <laughs> broke the urinal, they broke the toilet, but the little freaking went back up in. So now we're like, okay, what what do you do? Now, the noontime bartender had a bad hip. Now he comes in, limping in, he's supposed to be there at noon, he'd get there quarter after 12, 1230, comes hopping in, went into the back room, the freaking squirrel jumped on him, he was now in the back room which wasn't a, a usable kitchen because they didn't have food. Mm-hmm. But if you're, ha- if you're in like golf tournaments or anything that you'd want to put out for food, they had enough supplies of everything back there. Yeah, that's how George's is too. Right. Well, the squirrel jumped on him. His hip came out of place. 
He's laying on the ground. Oh. I had to call 911. The ambulance had a cut. Now I got two of the customers over in Vassar Hospital at the time. Oh my oh, God. Oh my God. It, we finally, we called, uh, uh, who was it? Jason. Jason. I can't, can't think of his last name right now. He That's right. Pest- you don't need to say his last name on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jason has a pest control business and he came and he got the squirrel. But this little freaking squirrel ruined the bar. Ruined the bar. <laughs> Sounds and like it. They broke the toilet in the urinal. That's crazy. The baseball bat. What are you swinging at? Man, what are you swinging at? The squirrel's already up in the ceiling. I, so, did, when, did anybody I, ever catch the squirrel? Jason caught the squirrel. Took about three hours. He got the squirrel. The squirrel was done. Then you had to put a new toilet, a new urinal. Oh, my God. After that, the bathroom was nice and clean, needless to say. <laughs> but that's as far as that goes there. That was funny. Now, we'll go back to Sal's. Because we're back to that small town that only had, I had this couple that used to come in the bar. So I assumed that they were a couple. I mean, they've been coming in for a year. Now I'm a customer at the bar and I'm sitting at the bar. We have a pool table. They're sitting there. I'll buy them a drink, whatever. This guy comes in the bar, looked at them both, smashed their heads together. The girl's head was bleeding. <gasps> it was her husband. That oh, person there. They weren't husband and wife. This dude was her husband. Well, now this other guy playing pool decided, ah, fist fight. Cracked the pool stick over his knee and went, hey, all. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You sit down over there right now. And then I let them <laughs> take over on the girl bleeding. But that, I couldn't even believe that they weren't married because they were coming in so long. Wow. But that's, I guess, those are no tail stories you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yep i know i have a yeah. couple that that's been coming in for years and they were messing with me they were married but they told me years ago i just recently found out they were married but they told me years ago that they were married to other people so they were having an affair so i thought this whole time they were having an affair but then like a month ago i found out they're actually married and they were just messing with me <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, that's so funny. Well, I used mm-hmm. to, um, I used to have they had uh, at four twenty on PDH, they would always have what was it called a mystery riff. Well, when you have a bar full of rock and rollers, the mystery riff they play like two seconds of a song, and you would have mm-hmm. to answer. So I yeah. had three, I had three lines at the bar, you know, working three lines. So mm-hmm. if one work, you press the other one, and I had redial. Well, I would always win, but you can't always win on PDH because you only can win once a month. So I'd have to give the phone to somebody else. I think the last time that I won, I won tickets to Tesla, Def Leppard, and Styx, and they were fifth row tickets. Tig is nice. the best. Tig is that de- was definitely the best, and he's definitely a good friend. My pet peeve is when you're already waiting on three people and somebody's walking towards the bar and they're yelling their order at you as you're, as they're coming up, I need blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm busy. Hold on a minute. They do it all the time. They walk towards the bar and they're telling me what they want as they're walking towards me and I'm already doing something. And that's just, that drives me nuts, but they do it all the time. What were some of your other questions? Um, let's see. 
Has anyone tipped you with anything other than cash? Yes. I had a guy that had a crush on me. Now, I was single and I don't date customers. I don't. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Well, he bought two tickets to see Billy Joel and Elton John on the face-to-face concert. Oh, nice. He left me a ticket as a tip. And nicely, I explained to him, I'm sorry, but I don't date bartenders. I said, would you like to take it back? I think they were back then, they were $125 a piece. Yeah. And now he goes, just take the other ticket, give me $25 and just go at one of your friends. I'm sorry I even did that. So I ended up with two tickets for $25 to Elton John and Billy Joel face-to-face four-hour concert. That was amazing. I bet. It was amazing. They they both sang each other's songs. Oh, wow. And it was, except for the fact that they stopped serving after an hour. So three, if, you, if you're drinking and then you stop drinking and it's three hours, you're like, all right, I've had enough already. It's just stuck yeah. in a... Why do they stop serving? That's weird. Because it was, uh, what's it called? Giant Stadium. And yeah. that was the rules. That was their rules. Um, would you rather be served an amazing drink by an awful bartender or an awful drink by an amazing bartender? <laughs> that okay. one gets everybody. <laughs> uh, no. Are you ready for my answer? Sure. I'd rather have uh, not, I'd rather have an amazing bartender. No, I would rather have a bartender that's social. And if I ask them for a drink and they don't know how to make it, I would either number one, teach them how to make it. Or yeah. number two, I'm very noted for jumping behind a bar. And just <laughs> my it drink. Yeah, and just do it myself. It happened down here. Somebody didn't know how to make a dirty martini or a cosmetol. A come on, come on. These are easy drinks. Yeah. You know? But instead, what did I do? The commander was there because I'm in. I'm with the veterans now. Down in Florida, I ended up working with the veterans, which mm-hmm. they have you know, different posts. And the commander was like, "Michelle, just go make it." And I was like, "All right." So, any any time. But I did have this guy come in, and he was spending money. And he goes, "You know what you should do right now? You should take out your teeth and drop to your knees." And I looked at him. I said, yeah, okay. And he ordered four shots. And I said, that'd be $48, please. He goes, pardon me? <laughs> I said, $48 for the shots, or there's the door. He paid the $48. They did their shots. I said, now you're leaving. And one of my girlfriends was sitting there. She was like, I can't believe that they said that to you and you didn't blow up at them. I said, no, I just took their money. I said, what are you going to do? You're going to yell at them and then get in an argument? I'm not, I'm not argumentative. No, instead I'll hit it where it hurts in your wallet. And no. I, did pretty, I did pretty good at that. John actually, how, go ahead. How much do those shots normally cost? <laughs> well, depending $5. Oh, geez. 48 bucks. <laughs> okay. The one guy I was telling you about that was buying the rounds of drinks at the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what people were drinking. I was just coming up with a figure in my head. That's $78 that round. Oh, no, that round's $98. I rang out so much money. I actually, one of my neighbors was a police officer, and he was a good friend. And I called him. I made so much money that night. I called him, and I said, 
I, and actually, I called Paul up. I said, Paul, could you just come down and escort me out? Because these people know what I've made. And some of them you don't really know. Mm-hmm. You know as well as I do. You get shady characters sometimes. Yep. But that's far about, as far as about that goes. The <laughs> most I've ever made in tips in one night at Sal's was mm-hmm. over two. It was that night, and it was over two thousand dollars. Our people, wow. people are working for free, and they're just throwing money at you, not caring, especially if they're gambling and they win. Mm-hmm. So, what's the what's the, what's the best to be in a a small town bar? with good food and having a nice quiet night now that we're older? Yes, I would say yeah. yes. Yeah. But back then, making money, having fun, having birthday parties, having Labor Day party. It was supposed to be for us, the laborers, the people that worked there. Well, that turned into a party at the bar instead of at the boss's house. Oh, yeah. So many different things, like in the parades that have to be down. Memorial Day parade starts at nine in the morning. Well, uh-huh. you got to be down there by seven o'clock to set up. But you yeah. still want to run out there and watch the kids walk by and watch everybody walk by. And we yeah. made we made a float for us with all part of the military on the float. And we made the flowers by hand and everything. And I kept on calling it a raft. Our raft is coming. <laughs> a raft. And they're like, no, Michelle, it's a float. It's not a raft. And I don't know if you remember, but do you remember back in, it was 2010 when we had the big storm right before Halloween? Yes. Well, yes. The main street in Highland, which is called Vineyard Avenue, had so much water that we actually took one of Sal's rafts and went down the street on the raft. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then somebody wrote signs. Raft ride, $10. Oh, my and God. We're doing it. They didn't care. It was fun. <laughs> it's all in fun. When you're in a small town and you know the people and you know yeah. how, you know if somebody's getting too drunk, you know to take away somebody's keys, you know to call, you know, I didn't have Uber back then. We had local yeah. taxi cab driver or the local person that wants to make five or ten dollars and they would take them home. Or yeah. wait until when I close the bar and I'll drive you home, but I'm not serving you no more. Yep, still do that. Yep. <laughs> still do that. I get I get people Ubers sometimes or or they can just hang out until I leave. Yeah. Well Highland Highland compared to now I'm in Benson Beach. And I gotta tell you what. It's the same thing. Once you get into your little clique, you have the cliques. You have yeah. the clique. But it's all military, so it's all well-deserved and well-respected. I'm really surprised. I never I never met you. I'm really, really surprised. Yeah, we might have. We, I just don't know it. We might have. I don't think I've ever been to Sal's. What was the bar's name? It closed up and became a laundromat. It was before Giorgio's. Oh. Wilson's. Wilson's Tavern. That's what it was. Wilson's Tavern. And oh, I don't remember that one. Well, there was you you know that what's the place that burnt down? It was on a corner. Uh it was a restaurant. And Joseph's, a bar. Joseph's Steakhouse you're talking about? It used to be yeah. Michael's. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right up the road from us. Well they were they were all brothers. 
the, yeah. their Wilson's, brother. yeah. Yep. I was I was in there one night and that's when everybody wore, you know, rabbit fur coats. There mm-hmm. was a lot back then, it wasn't frowned upon. And this chick took her coat and put it over my coat and was stealing it. And oh. At, at eighteen nineteen, don't mess with me. When I'm telling the guy at the door, I said, she's got my, my coat underneath her jacket. Grab her before I do. And so he grabbed her, and I just grabbed a hold of the jacket. And I was like, yo, you don't do that. That's no. That's my coat. That's not your coat. Some people I, have balls, huh? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Even, even when you're behind the bar, you have to understand one thing. You're in control. You're in control of the bar. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to listen to you, or they they start getting loud, and it's, if you're spending money and you're good, you stay. If you're loud and you feel, if you get that that gut instinct, cut them yep. off, get them out. It's yep. not worth it. It's just not worth it. But and I've had to do that twice recently, and I, it, you know it it usually goes like months in between, but. I feel like it was a lot closer this time. I mean, I've talked about him on the podcast. I had the one guy that called the cops on me because I kicked him out. That was ridiculous. And uh-huh. then I, I had the guy last week that said he was a Jedi. He was being weird. <laughs> Some people are just weird. Some people really believe it. It's all it's all done because of the internet. They really believe it. They believe that there's... The, there's different kinds of people. I don't know. There's one name my son told me. They're this kind of people. And they're this, not like alligators, but he has this name for them. I don't know what the heck it is. But they believe it. They really believe it. And I don't know if you ever looked into it, but they have the tales of Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie, ta- Poughkeepsie tapes. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. Well, the all Poughkeepsie the kids. Tapes. Yeah, when they were 16 and 17. When Jen's kids and my kids were 16, 17, they all got, they believed it. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's just a story about a guy that did not come from Water Street. There's no houses on Water Street that look like that, that even come near that. Well, they that, all thought that they were talking about Kendall Francois. That's what everybody thought right. that those were about. Yep, exactly. Exactly. When they, when they busted him, I had my son at the doctor's office, which was right, oh, across, the right across the street. Yeah, <laughs> and he had had chicken pox, so they put us in a in a room where you know you know it's con- a, a, con- a condemned room, and you could look out the window. And yeah. I was watching them take out bodies, and I was like, "Whoa, now oh, Tommy, over here, look over here. Don't look at that way. You don't need yeah, to." Yeah, right. My kids but, went to that same doctor's office. See, I I know we met somewhere. We had to. Have. <laughs> you had to. But I've been down. I've been down here now since 2015. I in Florida. Now everything is sky sky high. Oh, move to Florida. Everything's so cheap. There's nothing so cheap. There's yeah. nothing. Cheap. Well, it got that, real expensive up here. Yeah, I know because my son keeps on saying, "Let's go back. We want to go back. What are you going to do in Thailand?" What are you going to do in Highland? No, we're staying in Florida. Right now, it's 74 degrees out. I'm sitting in my Florida room, and I'm happy. Yeah. So, as far as Highland goes, as far as Hudson Valley goes, you know, I have my friends. I keep my friends from up there. A few that I talk to in my family, and that's it. I don't, you know, I, I, I go to Sal's when I go there. 
and just say hi to everybody. And the first customer I served there, when I left Sal's in 2015, I got Budweiser, gave me a going away party, Tyler mm -hmm. did. And I didn't know what they were doing, but I all of a sudden I had a crowded bar. So the first person I served was this guy named Tom. And I he wanted to be the last person I ever served there too. Meanwhile, the phone's ringing with this weird phone number and it was Tig from PDH. We're interviewing you on the air. And guess what? I had too many shots in me for an interview. Oh, jeez. Questions that you're asking me. And I'm like, I, I, think I, can't, I can't answer these questions on the air. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I love you to death, but it can't be done. But I gave him a few light, you know, light ones, like the chick with the, the head bashing together. And yeah. All the biker parties. One guy was taking something. It was... You ever see the picture of uh, the little kid sitting on the beer keg with a roll of toilet paper? Yeah, it's a really, it's a really cute picture. Yeah, and I had it on the wall, and here's one of these these colored bikers. You know, colored meaning they wear their patches. Yes, take the door. I'm like, wait a second. So they always had a, a good guard at the door, and this is before we went into a restaurant. Like I said, there's two different kinds of businesses now. This is before we went into a restaurant. Grab that picture right out and all whatever colors they were, they were, which I won't say, out the door for all of them. They always, yeah. they always did take good care of us. Three items other than bar tools that you might bring to work. Well, kind of obvious, telephone. Kind of obvious, lipstick. Yeah, that's, and, that was one of mine too. <laughs> and let me think of a third item. I needed to play quick draw before I started work, just in case I might win. I, I would always drop a 20 in and play my son's birthday and play it $5 five times with the extra. Oh, yeah. And if you hit, you hit for 100 If you don't hit, oh, well, that's $20 down the drain. Yeah. But, you know, what do you got to bring in? They don't really let you on the phone. They don't want you. When you're busy, you can't be on the phone. You tag in where you are, what's going on, winter parties, snow parties. We used to have like 10 people. We'd all have four wheelers and we'd go bar hopping in the big snowstorms. Right? There's, <laughs> there's so much in the Hudson Valley that you can do that yep. you could see that's enjoyable. But as you get older, those kind of things aren't as fun. Yeah. It's talking to you right now. I was a little nervous, so I had my little my little smeared off orange right here. <laughs> and I'm sitting in my Florida room and I don't I don't get snowstorms. Yeah. I get hurricanes. I think I'd rather have the snowstorms. Really? Well, I yeah, you gotta make sure you pack up, you get all your papers, good pa paperwork, anything you need, lock your door and you don't know if you're gonna have a house when you come back. Hmm. That's a lot yeah. scarier than watching somebody plow you out. That's true. So that's probably the only downfall about being down here is that. But other than mm -hmm. that, I love Florida. I absolutely love Florida. And I think that as far as this, uh, when we all had to close up for a while, Florida opened mm -hmm. up a lot faster. And yes. I got back to work a lot faster. Yeah, we were closed for four months. Yeah, we... I think that we closed up on St. Patty's Day. Five o'clock on St. Patty's Day. 
We we closed before St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for coming on, and I'm sure I'll have uh-huh. you on again. Yep, oh, I I will. Let me let me just get my little mind thinking, and I'll talk to Jen, and maybe we can do the three way because Jen and I have stories also, and yeah. I it's my pleasure to have talked to you about it. You can contact us in many ways. Email at talesofasmalltownbartender at gmail.com. Our website at www.talesofasmalltownbartender.com. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash talesofasmalltownbartender. Instagram, talesofasmalltownbartender. TikTok, talesofabartender. Twitter, at bartender underscore tales and on our patreon page patreon.com forward slash tales of a small town bartender <laughs>